It's the High and Wide Podcast with Brad Carlson and Damon Perrant. Triple H, Big Show, The Rock says tonight, the only two things that you two candy asses should concern yourself with is this, is your roll, know it, your mouth, shut it, and if you do that, then The Rock, the great one, Darren Dam Tease, you will smell what The Rock is cooking. Rune carries in, rolling in front of the minute shot, Dejardin following the play, and he missed the short shot, there he is again, Episode 14 slash 94 here on the High and Wide podcast. We've got uh, Brad Carlson. We've got Kevin Schwartz. We've got Mike McCullough and myself, Damon Pront here. And uh, we've got uh, some fun shit to talk about this week on the podcast. Obviously, with us all being in... um, the prairies in Canada, lots going on politically. We'll, we'll kind of touch in on that in a few minutes. Cause I think that's going to kind of, ah, no, let's screw it. Let's get right to it. The convoy, this convoy freedom. Um, is there any place within the conversation to say that this convoy makes any sense? Brad, you start us nope. off. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Just flat. Nope. I don't... You know what I'm the best. Gonna... Okay. Oh, all right, let's go through. Kev, what do you think? Is there is there sense to this, or is it just, like, what are you doing? I think initially, if you were an unvaxxed trucker and you're trying to make a point, like, early, early on, maybe there was, but I think that message disappeared weeks before they hit the road, I think, kind of. Like, I, I can understand them having a gripe, and I'm not in favor of their gripe, but I can understand it. But beyond yeah. that, no, nothing beyond that makes much sense of what's going on whatsoever. I, I agree. A lot inside. of their reasoning is it's very much a solitary job. They're yeah. around no one for the most part. You know, I, I do get some of the concerns that way. But at the same time, it's like we're not asking you to fight in the next world war here. <laughs> no, no, we're asking you to get a needle. The vaccine. <laughs> not a big deal, folks. Yeah, it's not like you don't take needles at the gas or at the uh, the truck stops anyway. Yeah, <clears throat> Mike, what do you think? Is there sense to this? Uh, no, what Kevin said, Brad said, they're like about their initial concerns might make a little bit of sense, but once once you once the Nazis show up, all bets are off, and like. Uh, I got sent this, or I got shown this video, and this was supposed to be their big, like, this is explanation that they're actually good. And they show, like, 
yeah they showed the group of like nazis and like whatever else they are like horrible humans and it's granted a way smaller group than the other group that seems like half normal but (laughs) but i'm sorry i'm sorry if i'm at a protest i'm protesting stuff and i look over and the nazis are on my side (laughs) i'm going over there and dealing with them with the group that i'm protesting with there's no like oh don't worry about them they're just over there i'm sorry that's completely defeats the purpose of your protest yes there's no level of nazi that is loud (laughs) there's no way that i can get myself behind a certain movement that attracts the types of these nazis and the the three percenters and whatever other far, far right hate groups there are, you know, I, I just, I can't get behind that. Like, no. like you said, Mike, it's, you have the Nazi flags up and like, Oh yeah, those are just a bunch of bad people, but, but we're here doing our thing. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it's, and, and some of the re- to easily separate yourself that way. Right. And some of the reactions to this are like, can you imagine if some indigenous protest went and defaced the terry fox statue what what the what some of these types that i haven't heard much from about that would, would be say saying. never but mind that they would be going nuclear like so, the terry fox statue is like it's appalling that they did what they did to him but at the same time that's not even the worst thing yeah the unnamed soldier yeah like are you yeah. kidding me yeah yeah, yeah. That'd be, like imagine that imagine if some other protested that yeah no kidding. and like the level of backlash isn't even that bad for it no it's not which is unbelievable to me like i you're right mike if if any other ethnic background was protesting for whatever reason doesn't matter what it is and they they parked parked and defaced the unnamed soldier like the the monument pissed on it too like yeah. are you fucking kidding yeah. How do you like the outrage is small because oh. people thought that we were going to see worse than what we've seen? That's why I think the outrage isn't quite what right. some people want. The violence That's, wasn't there. Yeah, it was, but it was there. I mean, I mean, I seen the same pictures you guys did, but I seen a small minority, not to late. I totally agree with oh, Mike. A small sure. minority is a small minority to get about, but it's also we do live in a stupid freaking world where people will go out for stupid political reasons and just walk through there with a with a flag with a swastika because they're against like what's going on there too so i'm not yeah, saying well, that i will know. never no no i i'm sorry i will never understand a freedom a freedom no, you know, they, no the people they, there are people there are people for hire who do stupid stuff like yes. that who are yes. who are for hire that will this is like a survey of one we know that they don't want to do that so uh, here's my swastika. I'll go. I get paid a thousand dollars to walk through this crowd. We know those people exist. This is yeah, uh, would pay for that. Yeah. Why would who would, lots I don't, of people do? Tons I don't of, understand that. I that totally that. exists, man. That you can go to any for, Black Lives Matter, you can go to it any rally that you want. There are going to be counter people there. They're going to be paid protesters there. There are going to be people that are paid to make but the other side. The problem with that argument, Kev, though, is they weren't there to counter protest. It's not an argument, it's a it's a simple fact. No. Okay, people exist. Argument's the wrong word. But, like, the reasoning behind that is they weren't there to counter-protest the people that were there. They were there to be with them. 
and yes, yeah, like, show their views and in, in their their racism and all that kind of stuff. But they weren't there in opposition to the convoy. They were there with the convoy. And even if the convoy people, the, the legitimate people that were there to protest, again, I don't think any of us agree with their protesting, but that's that's okay. That's why we're a free country. You can go and protest for whatever you believe in. If you have people that are showing up Nazi flags and you're not dealing with those people, that's a problem. And there are, whether there you are like it or videos, not, uh, there are a couple mm-hmm. of videos that aren't being shown on the news of that exact thing, ha- thing happening. Maybe. There are no, 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 maybe there. I'll send them to the, I'll link them to you afterwards. There's, oh, yeah. I, 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 I'm not trying to course. say that there aren't some totally racist people that will be in that convoy. But what I'm saying is, but nobody that to, is in a if, position if, of leadership if I believe is as a person saying my anything. That when I see a Black Lives Matter protest, that there's going to be people in that crowd who are there that are against Black Lives Matter and they're trying to make Black Lives Matter look bad, then yeah. why would I believe any differently when a bunch of conservatives go to rally something in a truck rally that there aren't going to be some people that are put there by others by the opposite side or people oh, who are against sure. them to make them but, look bad. I'm sorry. Well, I, and, and all I'm saying is it was very limited. So I'm not going to say that it wasn't part of it. I was more appalled by all the fuck Trudeau flags. If you want any reason not yeah. to take them seriously and like to think that they're a total joke. Uh, Cause like, I don't know. In the case of the black lives matter, I, I can believe there'd be agent provocateurs that are, and there was proven to be that were like, you know, throwing shit and, and breaking windows and like looting there. And they weren't part of the protest, but that, is like right-wing agitators. They're not getting paid. They're just doing that shit. In this instance, I, for the life of me, could not, who on earth would pay somebody to go be a Nazi at these, at these rallies? I can't think of who on earth would do, like, who would do that? I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I do can't know think of anyone. You do want, if you want a crazy picture that's not being shown in the media that's out there, the liberals head of press or the press secretary is showing in a picture 10 feet away from somebody with a Nazi flag. It's, it's pretty, it's kind of interesting. Right. Like, Context you know, like, is king. Yeah. Who, who knows? Like, yeah. Like they could be there saying fuck right off. Yeah. And nobody is saying anything now. Like that's, I get what you're trying to say there, yeah. but, but the thing is though, when you have truckers that are coming out in in complete opposition to these truckers, right? Like there was one article that I read that talked about for like a trucker said, have you ever wondered why none of these trucking companies that are in this convoy or none of the bigger trucking companies? There's a reason for it because they have mandates that you want to work, get vaccinated. And none of those truckers that are vaccinated for the most part, I shouldn't say none. But a vast majority of the truckers that are vaccinated are looking at this and going, get vaccinated if you want to work. Like, this well, is more not. Than that, it's, it's a dollars and cents thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. No chunky trucking truck, trucking company is going to let one of their drivers park their truck in None. the middle of that rally and have CBC put their camera exactly. on it for 24 hours a day. That's just not going to happen. These are all mostly independent contracting yeah. truckers. So, okay. But. I just, I don't get their argument. If I don't, I, 
what's in my body like i am in control of my body i don't i don't need to do okay you don't nobody's sitting there with a gun to your head saying get the vaccination you just can't work you can't do your job if you don't get the vaccination that's all there is to it you want to work get the vaccination or find another job or you don't have to go to mcdonald's two things here one like like this is this protest or convoy or whatever it is is going to make any sort of difference nothing is going to happen out of this (laughs) but let's say if something actually did happen and the uh cbsa said okay (coughs) yeah we're not going to require vaccines to go over top of our border right what are you going to do about the guys to the south who have the exact same thing in place they still can't cross the border. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what the point of this is. The point when, is... Dis- when, when if, yeah, if they lift it, though, then you have the exact same problem on the U.S. side of the border. You still can't go over the border uh, freely if you're not vaccinated, right? It's so dumb. It is. But keep pretending it's all about freedom. And then sit there and claim that uh these like and this isn't the convoy but this the people that are following the convoy all these people fighting for our freedom like soldiers in world war ii yeah (laughs) what what yeah you're you're gonna compare them to people that went to die for their country are these people dying for the country don't sit there and tell me well the vax is death if if they're comparing to world war ii why don't we just wipe out the nazis there (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> couldn't even take care of four or five <laughs> five million or however many there were my crazy yeah. thought on this is the fact that like a lot of people are sitting there saying that um this is like the vaccinations and the mandates they were only supposed to be two weeks long here we are two years later um if you had listened at the start of this pandemic and everybody had gotten yeah. on board we'd be in a much different situation than we are right now. Yes, that, that stuff makes me so mad too. Like, number one, what, you, what you just said is a big part of it. Number two, nobody said 100% this is what will happen. Yeah, it's a pandemic. They said, this is There's what no is likely to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, shaking the change. Like, that's, that's what blows my mind about some people's mindset about this. Like, so childish. Like, just because it's so inconvenient for them, that like they'll they'll just completely think totally illogically like you just said like you have to you can't just this is not like a b c do this and we're done and everything's fine yeah. we don't know how it's gonna work like oh what's the thing at the start of this like you said damon you know a lot of the provinces said okay a couple of weeks we'll be out of this it was right over top of the spring break yeah so school is delayed by a couple of weeks and the one thing that Saskatchewan did good was they basically said, fuck it, school's done for the year. Like, yeah, they yeah. had uh, the vision to realize that this isn't going to go away in two weeks. Yeah. You know, what pandemic? What pandemic lasts two weeks? Yeah. Like, it's not a pandemic if it lasts two weeks. It's not how it works. But that was that was early, right? You're talking about like right at the yeah, beginning. When it, when yeah. It first started, yeah. Yeah. Like now, but now you're in the situation where Mo's about to like lift all restrictions on your province if you had any at all, and uh, you're projected to in like three weeks to like absolutely crush or have your hospital systems <laughs> yeah. totally crash in the province. Like, that's, yeah, that's because you guys are what 
Yeah, yeah. you guys are you guys are a few weeks behind the rest of you behind are. Manitoba, right? Yeah. We are, yeah. It's yeah, wrong time to be loosening any sort of minimal restrictions we had in place. But this past fall, our healthcare system couldn't keep up with the volume in uh in the hospitals and can't like cancer patients had surgeries canceled or people need yeah. life improving or life-saving operations those are all canceled um well we've been we've been like that manitoba too we were third wave we were sending people from our hospitals to saskatchewan you guys are helping us out and at this point right now we're basically like Ontario. right at the breaking point of our health of our hospitals and like we haven't had to send anyone away yet but one yeah. more bad day and you know one bad day could all of a sudden yeah. do that or at that point kind of so and that's but, we're kind of plateauing now so hopefully we're yeah like seeing the worst of it now that's fine if you get really sick with covid while well, you kind of made your own bed there i really could not give a shit what bothers me is when like the collateral damage mm-hmm. where people can't get access to services they require that's what picks my ass about this whole thing yeah. well it's so selfish and, Absolutely. And that's probably the road we're headed down right now in Saskatchewan. I hope it's not, but. That's the thing that every, all the people that want to just let her rip totally ignore. Yes, exactly. Ignore that. Who cares about that, I guess. We failed world (laughs) pandemic 101 right from the start when everything was announced and people looted stores for toilet paper and water. Like, as soon as that happened, I was like, fuck, we've got we've got years to go before we have any advancement like if there's alien life out there and they're flying around and monitoring what's going on they're just going oh, fuck stay as far away from this planet as you can yikes i've got a, st- I've got a star trek question coming up later <laughs> speaking of aliens there you go it'll be interesting yeah. um all right let's move let's move on um I guess let's go into a little bit of a, a week in review. Kev, what was your week like? How are you doing? You recovered from COVID and time to be back at work and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah, back to boring old doing nothing winter is killing me life again. Depressed because he can't be out on the golf course. Depressed you can't do freaking anything unless you're Mike who seems to love it when it's 40 below outside. I don't know. like Who wants to be outside of this garbage right now? We're going to create a myth of Mike being this outdoorsman. No, woodsy outdoorsman. Look at him. He looks like he's straight out of the mountains. How do you ignore such things? I'm going to the mountains in five months. Oh, where? Revelstoke for for six weeks of golfing. No, I'm a a member of the the Revelstoke Golf wasn't going to complain about winter this year because we had so lack, so little water and we you know had a crappy drought this year and we could use all the snow we could get over the oh, winter yeah. but this really feels like one of those winters that mom and dad used to warn us about as kids you know like they used <laughs> to have these winters where snow was like eight feet deep and like 40 below every day it's like it's starting to feel like one of those the yeah, weather has been so shitty that i can't even get out to snow blow my yard because it's so cold it makes no sense no it goes from like it goes from like here's a foot of snow to like it's gonna be crazy windy for the next 24 hours it's zero degrees the next day yeah zero degrees but that in every crazy wind is gonna come in with like (laughs) minus 35 below with a wind chill 45 Mm -hmm. below like it's just been 
ridiculous. Like if it has <laughs> not given us a break, like there has no been no like winter no. wonderland days in Manitoba this winter. This is God telling us to stop fucking up. That's what it is. <laughs> We're just not listening. No, I got just, some questions. Stupid for, for living in Manitoba. <laughs> <laughs> good times funny shit uh brad how about you how was your week uh living the dream kids in hockey that's <laughs> just our life right now so i think on the weekend we had like six ice times between the three kids oh, oh my man. goodness so yeah or maybe five only five but still what's we're... what sorry what's sean's the little guy uh, what's his uh how many games does he play? Plays once uh, every weekend, and he has power skating every Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good, so good schedule for his age. Oh yeah, for sure. Then we we're supposed to uh, go skating at the stadium tonight with uh, Cole's hockey team, but uh, a little too chilly for that, so we canceled. Mike, are you going to drive out there and go skating? <laughs> yeah, meet you there. <laughs> <laughs> I will never have another Thursday so to get him in this life. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> never gonna go out for a skate ever again. I uh, know. That's, that's silly talk. How about you, Mike? How was your week? Good, good. Yeah, uh, had a so-so. We're not a so-so. A pretty shit last last big day of DFS on Sunday. Had a couple of bad injuries, but so that's more or less wrapped up for the year. Might do a little bit for the Super Bowl. I know exactly what you did. Without even you telling me. <laughs> you went, you did the same thing I did. You looked at the price of tight ends and you said, screw Kelsey and Kittle. I'm going to go with Higby and Uzma. Uzama. And, uh, Uzama and both guys played about two downs for you. And that was it. Yeah, those were, I think, <laughs> I had 30. Exactly what I did. Yeah. I had 30 lineups. I think 85% had Uzama, 75 had Higby, yeah. and then like 30% had Kelsey. Yeah, know. it was just painful. It was both my, yeah. my DFSs were just horrible this weekend with it, just with those injuries just wiping me out instantly. It's just hard. Yeah, it was really depressing. It was, it was like so right away. And then neither of them were like injuries either, where it's like, well, maybe he'll come back. It's like no. both times when you see the guy get hurt, it's like, oh, he's fucked for the game yeah they're both like just... crying and getting carded off. <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay there's no walking can hope to cash but that's no. It. <laughs> no it could have been a worse massacre than it actually was considered me so yeah i was actually very close to money lines all my twos basically if i had a tight end i would actually probably yeah broke even this weekend maybe yeah yeah me too I'm going to be doing some golf, I think. Not not as much as football, but I'm going to do a few contests. I was looking at them this weekend, there this past weekend, thinking the same thing because it was what the yeah. Waste Management Open was it? Was Phoenix. It was? I think it is, yeah. No, but this past weekend was kind of the. Oh, no, that was the, that was the Farmers, I think. The Farmers, yeah. And they kind of, yeah, yeah. like, they had those few, like, Hawaii tournaments where they kind of consider this, like, the real kickoff to the season. So I was looking at their. Yeah, the farmers is the first like full bigger full one. Kind of one. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking at it, but kind of got into the DFS a little late on that one, so I just stuck with the football till it's done. But yeah, yeah that's I think I've got to get to know some more players a little bit better. How's retirement? Good. It'll be better. One, it'll be better once we can golf and go outside. 
<laughs> Does it last through the year, or do you have like a? No, a it's a. It's six weeks. No, no, no. Like your oh. retirement. Are you good? Oh, my for the rest retirement. Of the year? Oh yeah, at least this. Jesus Christ! Although the, the crypto hasn't been a, the best time lately. That's <laughs> uh, oh well. What do you so doing? our uh, last week, I gave you guys a crazy uh, fan duel uh, win for a fan. Yes, I'll give you another one this week. Right. I might have heard the same one. Is this the twenty dollars bet on the NFL scores? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. A guy bet twenty dollars and he picked the scores of the two games and he nailed the nailed the result and won a half million dollars this week on fat. Wow. Yeah. That's huh. unreal. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Just tw- wasting twenty dollars in just a random score and just boom, it hits, and then you're a half million dollars richer like sixteen yeah. hours later. Like, my God, goodness. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine that last 10 minutes of the football game? Like yeah, just we, sitting there going, we, "Oh my god!" I can like, imagine the second game. That's what I mean. The last couple minutes of the second game. That's what I mean. Like just yeah. sitting there. Oh my goodness! The <laughs> it would be insane. Yeah, I wouldn't let myself think it's possibility till at least the fourth quarter. But yeah, at that point, I'd be freaking out for sure. <laughs> Like, everybody just shut up. Shut up. Nobody say anything. I don't want to hear anything. Like, everybody's got to be quiet. We can't oh. interrupt the, the players on the field. Like, that just all the irrational dream. thoughts. That would be my dream come true. Because right there, it's boom. I joined, I joined Mike in the retired, <laughs> retired call. Like, 42 years old, house paid for a brand new vehicle. Have 500 grand. Clubs. If I had a half a million dollars, I'd Invest. be I wouldn't, I would, Yeah, I, I have no kids yeah, to look so after. Crazy. No wife that's like eating away at my account on a weekly basis like <laughs> don't I'm need fine. a mansion yeah. no I, I have twice as much space in my 900 square feet as i need here like yeah. half a mil would do me easy for the next whatever many years i've left in my life absolutely <laughs> guys me and brad are sitting there be like yeah i'd pay off some debt <laughs> yeah. yeah take care of one kid's college yeah yeah a little a little, little more overhead yeah, a little bit. That's what we get for having sex yeah. multiple times. <laughs> Half a million dollars. Okay, I can take three kids can play hockey for the next eight years, and I can send one to college, maybe. And that depends on keep one of the kids the bats out. in the bills. And... Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Can, yeah. Maybe we cut down on like how much it would take for me to quit my job tomorrow. <laughs> Twenty five hundred. Yeah, I don't think I'd leave Morden though, but I definitely think I'd have to find somewhere warm to live during the winter. Oh yeah, it's easy. Lots of affordable spots. Yeah, Mike, like if Mike like, won money, he goes he's out. He's he, he's gone. Yeah, he'd he'd visit mommy and and the kiddos in Saskatchewan, and that's about it. I'm, I'm not Manitoba summers. Yeah, me too. like like we have great summers, and I all my friends are here, and like, I mean we have a great golf course. So there'd be no like I'd I'd want to be here during the summer, but. Come winter time, like I don't know, maybe me and Mike get together and do like a timeshare on like a or buy a, buy a trailer in one of those old folks' homes in Phoenix and just golf the winter all the time. Like perfect. Too many rules. We got to go to Central America. Although the Central golf is sure. <laughs> the golf isn't as good there. Build a course if you if you win that money. You just build a course. <laughs> yeah. What are these rules you speak of, Mike? Yeah. In Central America, <laughs> what kind of rules? 
Just our enjoyment. Just <laughs> <laughs> <Like laughs> general. Street with a beer. Yeah. Or a shirt or like all kinds of stuff. You can shoot people in the streets. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't have to worry about it. Especially if you have money. You're good. <laughs> um, let's get into some sports. Soccer, holy boats. The men's Canadian national team picks up two big wins over Honduras. They're last in the table, but uh, that U.S. game was huge. And I know, like, the team, the U.S. were complaining. Uh, the U.S. coach, I think, was talking about how, like, they dominated the game, but uh, they felt like they should have won. And I was watching PTI, and both Tony Kornheiser and um, oh, Michael Wilbon shit on the coach because they're like, it was 2 nothing. It doesn't matter if you were de- – like, win the game. <laughs> you didn't win. What are you complaining about? You lost. It's so funny. But Canada, that much closer to that World Cup bid. Uh, wow. The- Must be locked in by now. It's not a lot. They're unbeaten, though. Six wins, four, four, four games draws. left. Yeah, yeah they got four, four games left, up. and they got four points up on third. So they need a little two, more work yet. But two wins, and they're in. Oh, I guess it depends on outcomes for U.S. and uh, Mexico. But Is it top three qualifier or just top two? Th- top, top three, three. qualifier, and the fourth team goes into another playoff pool. Yeah. So how many points up are they on the fourth team then? That's um, where the four points clear of them. Oh, oh, that's what the four points is. Okay. Yeah, they're yeah. No, no, they're, they're four points, points. They're right now four points clear on four points of U.S. On... and Mexico, who are second and third. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're so okay. from third points, they have four points. They're four so points clear. How many points up on fourth? Of the of because that's the team that has to uh, catch them, pass yeah. them. Um, give me a sec. I'll take a look at that real quick. I'm surprised Mexico is not that good. The it's a huge country population wise and yeah soccer crazy yeah yeah for sure i wonder if it's uh, one of those down years kind of thing yeah they've had half decent teams i want to say in the world cup before for sure well they've won (laughs) they've won the world cup mexico yeah i'd say no i wouldn't think they won the world cup it would have had to have been a long time ago. If they did. I would think so. Um, they, they're five points up on four. I'll check that out. Panama right now is uh, 17 points. How about the Ticos, Costa Rica, where are they at? Uh, they are nine points back of Canada. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Canada is the only undefeated team. Unbeaten, I guess, is more well no they're undefeated they've four draws six wins zero losses and like you know people fans were complaining about the game being in Hamilton mm-hmm. oh it's a big advantage for Canada uh the U.S. played a game in I think it was St. Paul which is more north than Hamilton yeah it would be, <laughs> St. Paul would be colder than yeah. Yeah. yeah they were no nobody said shit about that interesting but uh huge Mexico has never won. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really. That so. uh, shows you my hot, my soccer knowledge. <laughs> it's not much, is what the answer is to that. The only soccer knowledge I have is who's won World Cups and when. I'm like halfway decent at that. Everything <laughs> I don't have a clue. <laughs> um, 
if Canada makes this World Cup, it's going to go bonkers. Because eh? when was the last time Canada even played in a World Cup? Over 40 86? years ago. Was it 86? I think at 86, yeah. Yeah, it's sure. something like that. It was the <laughs> mid-80s here. And like, brutal. Yes or no. You, you don't will think it'll go crazy? Bonkers? I think in the major markets it will. Yeah. I think yeah. in a market like where, you know, a small town, like your small city like I am in. Sure. I don't think many people will notice really. I know I try yeah. to bring it up and talk. I, I work here with about 15 other guys and soccer's not on the agenda. If I bring it up talking when we talk sports and they just start laughing anytime I bring up these <laughs> games. Like they just it, they, they do like it's just like it's non yeah. it's non-existent to them. They don't believe me when I say more people watch the soccer game on Saturday than they did watch hockey night in Canada. When I show them the numbers, they just laugh and they don't it's not even close. Like, yeah. yeah. Those aren't sports believe. fans though, those are hockey fans. <laughs> What? There, well, I would sit there fans. and say that that's a joke. Like, never in a million years would that be. That's no, just hockey just, fans no, being hockey fans. Just people are that naive that there's that many people that like soccer in this country. Oh, they yeah, are. for there's, sure. Like, and not just like the diehard hockey fans. I think, like, people don't realize how many people, like, especially in the major market, Montreal and Toronto, like, well, Montreal's huge. Huge multicultural cities, you know, like same out in Vancouver. Vancouver, yep. Uh, soccer was like killing hockey in registration prior to COVID. I don't know where it's yep. at now as far as the minors go here in Canada, but people don't believe that when I bring that up to them, that soccer is more popular in that aspect. I don't even know how you can debate that. That's not like that's quite obvious. Yeah, like yeah. it's by far a cheaper sport just off of the logistics alone, people. Yeah, but we live in a but we live in a community where there that's, are more kids playing hockey than soccer, but so they are like we they live in this bubble age, like they don't I, see outside of it. I don't think that's true. I think there are oh, way more sure. kids playing soccer than hockey. There's no program in Morden. Yes, I would say so. There's more kids playing hockey than soccer in Morton. How many teams are there in Morton? There's, there's no like, there's no development. There's like, there's like two to three teams for every age group in Morton right now. Okay. And soccer, there's like I'd be maybe shocked like if a league of four teams. I'm actually shocked Morton has that many because Winkler, which like has that background of the uh, Winkler Flyers, I would say that there's probably way more kids playing soccer than there are and i don't think it's even close compared to hockey just just off of money yeah it's so cheap like you guys you guys have a much 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 heavier immigration uh yeah okay i'll agree population of like not like over the past five years but over the past 20 years. years I, I would agree like, with that like well morden was just a prairie town that stayed to itself what boosted your town was they they encouraged immigration so all that german all those german russians they came in 20 years and that's why soccer is probably more popular in your town than morton here where it's like honestly not existent almost i hear about morton soccer all the time like seriously i do just just off the basis of my job where we talk to in not industry, but like uh, minor sports in general, like baseball too. Baseball draws in, I would think, way more people than hockey, just off of money. Tons of kids play baseball for sure. Oh yeah, like, for sure. But there's I one think, soccer field in the entire town. Yeah, we have we do have some pitches. It's not as much, but they use like schoolyards and things like that. But I, I 
could see what you're saying there. And the fact that Winkler picked up that indoor turf, which will be huge when they can actually use it for competitive sports like soccer, football, all that kind of stuff. Though I don't, I don't think football will ever be a draw out here, but who knows that could change. But yeah, I just, just the logistics of it money wise. If, if anybody is going to sit there and say that, Oh no, hockey's way more popular. Like give your head a shake. It can't be, it just can't be. Like no you know, Kevin thing with people in a bubble though. Like, oh I, yes, I for sure. I I know I, I agree I, with that. I used to work with this kid that was like, he was probably only nineteen or twenty at the time, but and he was hockey crazy, and he was he he tried telling me that Wayne Gretzky was more was more famous than Michael Jordan. I'm like, you're, you're fucked. <laughs> no, no. And I like Wayne Gretzky. I'm yeah. drinking his. I'm drinking his Red Cast Premium Number Ninety Nine whiskey right now. It's, it's delicious. <laughs> he is. He is more famous in Canada than nowhere oh. else. Yeah, that's exactly it. I wonder if he is as famous as Michael Jordan in Canada. Yeah, I, you think so? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like he because there's lots of there'd be lots of seniors that would know Michael Jordan is, or not lots, but okay, okay, that's fair. And some uh, little well, little kids. Gretzky, Gretzky wins Canada. Yeah, I don't there's, think it's as. I don't think the number very, is very, as strong as. Small, I don't know. I think it's a pretty yeah. small percentage of Canadians that don't know the name Wayne Gretzky. Like I'm, I think we're in the extreme high nineties. You're know, right. No Wayne Gretzky. You're right. I think. I How think many times Jordan is Wayne Gretzky on sports magazines and things like that? That's way too high, Kev. Way, way too high. Yeah, that ninety percent of Canadians know the name Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, like, like just know the name Wayne Gretzky. He's a hockey player. That's all yeah, they need to know. A lot of people coming into this country don't have a sniff who he is. Yeah, and the uh, younger generation. Uh, yeah, and specifically the ones who don't play hockey. The NHL does a piss Wayne Gretzky board. may be an immigration question for people that are trying to get their immigration <laughs> papers to Canada. I say it's around ninety percent. I'd say it's somewhere around there. Eighty-five so. to ninety. Yeah. Like I don't think it takes you very long. Like even if like I get what you're saying, but I don't think you have to be in Canada too long to before the name Gretzky would come. Like that's fair. the same. No, it's about the same with Jordan too. I yeah, that number is going to go down and down and down. Yes, I agree. Right. More people come into the country and just he last played in what 1999. It's been 20, 23 years since he played. There comes a point where the NHL does the worst job of any professional sport in talking about its its um, superstars, like its previous, like its legends of the game. Is he yeah. on TNT now? What are you doing? Uh, ESPN. He was yes, yes. Oh, ESPN. I haven't watched one single broadcast. I... Mm-hmm. Probably because we don't get it, but <laughs> I mean, you can stream it. I guess, yeah. So that wouldn't be that hard. I just, I like Wayne Gretzky's boring. Yeah, he's kind of monotone now. It's way. just, he's just boring. What does he bring? Like, yeah, I'll have more give... fun once yes, he drank that bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's... It's not exclusive to Wayne Gretzky. No, it's not. And that's a there problem is, with hockey. There is, 
there is a very, very small handful of hockey players that have any personality that would transfer over to TV. And it's actually quite remarkable when you start really thinking about how many people can actually like help boost ratings and like make you want to turn in to watch, you know, the programming that they're putting out there. This is what I don't get about the league. Why are you holding personality back? Right. Like, and it's not just, it's not the, just NHL. the NHL. I know it's not just the it, NHL. It's the culture it, of hockey. You, you want to build your sport. I don't know. Build the culture up, build, build it. So it's exciting. Allow your it, players, allow your players to not have to be robots. And that starts from the grassroots up. Let your, like, if, I don't know. I grew up playing hockey. Um, I knew people that played hockey. I knew guys that had tons of personality. And I know that when we played hockey, it was shut it down. In the NHL, what gains do you have by having a guy that's by being colorful and having all sorts of personality? What does that gain you? Everything. Viewership, like clicks. As a player. Um, as yes. a player. How many As times? An NHL player. Okay, what let do you me get out yeah, of okay. by, by being a All player right. that will speak your mind and being colorful. Let me let, let me ask you a question. What does what does he gain by being that person? That he. Um. Okay. Let's use PK Subban and let's use Leon Drysaddle as examples. PK Subban, super outgoing, super personable, but he's black, and that's a problem. I hate saying it, but in the NHL, it's the truth, and it's stupid. Leon Dreisaitl called a man out for calling him pissy in an interview, and everybody loved it. It was the first flash of personality from Leon Dreisaitl, and I would say his personality is so much more likable than boring Connor McDavid. Alex Ovechkin has a personality. He's funny. He does funny commercials. He's a superstar in the league. Why aren't you, why aren't you focusing on that and and building off of that. Um, fuck. Biz Nasty has all the personality in the world. If I was the NHL, I would have that man as my spokesperson for the league. You've named like four players, and there are a couple other examples. Yeah, now, but you, you asked what's the now positive what happens, of it. Now, what happens to the other 95% of players when they speak their mind and say something in the media? What happens to them? The pitchforks come out for those players, but they don't, right? So that's why they don't, right? Because they know they don't have. So it's a very okay. What? Well, what's the problem if they come out and talk? They get a lot. They get shit. Like they will get. They get fix that. If (laughs) it doesn't work, it doesn't work for ninety-five percent of professional athletes. It doesn't benefit them to be outspoken to speak their mind. Okay, There's so, a small percentage that can get away that will get away with it and profit off of it, but for most part, it's detrimental and it's it's viewed, it's okay. viewed against. And you'll get the media will go against you, your fan base will churn against you in a lot of cases. There's usually less the risk reward usually doesn't pay for an athlete to be outspoken. Okay, so you're saying the fan base is going to turn against the player for being outspoken and just having one, not even outspoken. Just one wrong, just takes one wrong comment in the fact. Oh, you okay, can your fan okay. Base. Sure, but that's anybody, and that's any profession. If Shaq came out and said something super racist, he'd be blasted for it. Of course he would. 
So if a player in the NHL comes out and says something stupid, I'm not even talking like a racist. Guy. No, I know. I'm, I'm using like, that. I'm going, NBA, I'm going. I'm going the highest. Like in the level NBA, let's say like player A is asked about player B's performance on the court, and he blasts player B in the media. But that's well, that not becomes a major issue. But that's, that's not personality. That's whatever. That's so, you, you were talking about getting away from the robotical answers, and that's what yeah. I'm talking about. So if he, if if a reporter asks a guy an honest question like that, and he goes and fires at player B. That's not good for the locker room, right? Like, I'm just saying, it, it, of, it's of usually course. beneficial for an ass athlete to stay in that lane. That's my argument. It's like, we can wish for it all we want, but... But that's not that's not the problem. Of course, you're not going to shit talk your, your opponents or shit talk... And, and even opponents to an extent. Yeah, sure. That's, that's happened in the there's, league. There's hardly any gain for a player or any athlete showing personality. There's hard... I would disagree more, with that. Times, Every other league than, has it. More and it's times than not, it, more times than not, it works against the player when they try to open up. I would think. But why? If, why if, does it? If, why does it work if, in if, the NBA? I, I would think in the in the world we live in today, where you can, if you have that if factor, and you can be that person, and you can make millions of dollars if you have a platform by having it. If that was the case. Case, every athlete would be taking going down those roads and taking advantage of and trying to do the same things, but most of them sit quiet and just do their job, right? In the NHL, yes. Yeah. The NBA. Because there's no. absolutely no the NFL. The from no. The MLB, well, we were talking the NHL. No. We were talking to other leagues here. I know, but my argument is why is the NHL the only league that isn't? Because there's to zero game person- for them. There's no endorsement money that comes out of the other end of being a first colorful personality in the NHL. Very little. I think you PK Subban isn't like littered in, in all sorts of extra endorsements that he gets from having the creative personality than any other player. He's probably hurt because he said like he's black. Biz Nasty had to get out of the game before he could really open up and be the person he was to, to start profiting off of his personality. So you don't think that's a problem with the NHL? Well, the problem in the NHL is there's absolutely no reason for a player to open up in any way. Zero. There's no financial gains out that. of it. I don't understand that argument. Zero. I can't understand that argument. I don't get how the NHL can't have personality, but every other sports league in the world can. They can. But no, sooner or later, when you open up, pretty soon when you open up, my point is personality and shit talking teammates. You look at the NFL, which is the king league of leagues that have personality. Yes. There are a lot of really, really, really thick personalities. Like you're like like Antonio yeah. Brown type players. Sure. Can you imagine if that was in a hockey locker room? How if they would not be able to handle that? Uh, I, hockey players I, aren't programmed that well. I agree, but that. it, that's the problem, isn't it? But in the NFL, you do it because if you're an Antonio Brown, you profit off of that personality outside of the game so much, so much more. In the NHL. You act like that, you're kicked out of the NHL and you don't collect a paycheck anymore. That's the difference. I think we're arguing two different things. Because I, I, I agree with you on that statement, but why is that the case? And having a personality doesn't necessarily mean you're in an interview and a, a reporter asks you a question about your teammate and you shit talk the teammate. That's not personality. That's being I didn't asshole. say that necessarily as an example of opening up and not being robotic like you were giving you were talking about. Yeah, but personality it, like, is Alex Ovechkin being in a sure, commercial absolutely. and having fun. Like the NHL 
we all talk about the NFL being the no fun league. The NHL is no fun, like literally no fun. It's a great sport to watch and it's fun as far as playing the game of hockey. But when no, it comes the to the superstars, is, the NFL is the no fun league. Yeah, uh, but it's not league. because of the players. It's because of no, the league. From whistle to whistle, it is. The second those whistles are the second the games are off, it is a totally drastic different thing. Like you look at the players, you look at the players on the field before the game. They're wearing all sorts of bling. They're all shooed up. They're wearing all this and that. Second, the whistle goes. It's all straight to uniform, right? Well, yeah, but that's any other sport. I don't know about that. For sure, basketball players wearing the craziest shit coming to the arena. Like LeBron James on the field. I'm talking about. Oh, I've never seen bling on the field. That's just me, though. I could be absolutely wrong on that. Players get paid shitloads of money to wear this jewelry, wear these pair of shoes on okay, the field sure. before the game. Tons of it. Yeah, but you're, that's not that's in the stadiums, right? Like that's got nothing to do with TV deals or anything like that. Because how often do you see that at the beginning of a game? Guys are dressed down, getting ready for the game. Ah, I think I think we're arguing two different things. I, I my my thing is why is there no more personality? Why is it so lacking in the NHL when your greatest superstar of all time is the most boring human on the on the planet? Your two best superstars in the NHL right now, outside of Alex Ovechkin, Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, two of the most boring hockey players on the planet. Like it's why is everybody so boring, and why does it have and like to I be? Said, that my way? argument is in a world where. Your words can get you in more trouble than almost anything else. So don't say there something be, stupid. There has to be. In the world we live in, man, you can say one thing and just take it out of context and they write a stupid little headline on Twitter and for the next 24 hours you're having to defend that's crazy. something that you didn't even say, right? Like it's. But that's every league, like that. Kev. Every league but, has that. But my, my, my point is, if I can be, if I know I'm putting an extra five million dollars in my bank account because I'm going to do these certain things when the camera's in front of me, show personality, it's worth it to me. If I do those things in a league where there's no financial gain to me, then I'm and I'm risking, then I'm risking my job and I'm risking my paycheck at the back end of the locker room because I'm being detrimental I, to that team and there's no gains for me. I would it's say it's a risk reward thing. That's what I view it as. Uh, okay, Evander Kane, end of argument. He's given every reason for the NHL to throw his ass out of the league. And the man just signed a contract with the Edmonton Oilers to play with Connor McDavid. I think if somebody's saying something stupid and they get kicked out of the league, then the league needs to look at itself and go, what the fuck are we doing if we're still allowing guys like Evander Kane to play and things like that? I don't know. That's Evander Kane. He's the NHL's version of Antonio Brown. (laughs) Seriously. And he can do... He's done whatever he wants for the longest time. And that guy's still getting contracts and he's in a predominantly 90%, 95% white league doing it. So to say that players don't, there's no benefit to players for having a personality. That's not being a shithead in the locker room, just having a personality, being likable. Connor McDavid is unlikable unless you're an Edmonton Oilers fan. Alex Ovechkin, I hate the Washington Capitals. I love Alex Ovechkin. I could care less about Sidney Crosby. I like Biz Nasty. I I like Habs players because I'm a Habs fan. Like, there's no personality 
in the league. And I think that's what drags it down a lot. That's just my opinion. And I think if, if your argument is it's going to cost players money, why is Evander Kane still in the league then? If you can play the game of hockey and you can play it at a high level, I don't think it matters what you say. John Tortorella is a perfect uh, example of that. I he's, think he's the most... that these kids are all just robots and that they have zero personality and that's what they present the best they can. Like, <laughs> Good for the uh, NHL. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in the 20, here's your playbook, the 20 things you say in front of a camera in the NHL and you don't deviate from that. And do you love, okay, do you love listening to NHL media availabilities? I hate it. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you like it at the end of NBA games? I know you don't watch basketball, but uh, if you're watching TNT and they have Shaq talk to a player on the court and they have a conversation, what's your thoughts on that? I never probably don't know enough, right? I turned the channel on any, like almost all of that stuff. I don't watch it much at all. It is so much fun because the players are engaged and they're having fun and Shaq's making jokes and things like that. That, the NBA TNT crew is so much more enjoyable to watch than literally every single NHL crew that there is because they have fun, their personalities. It's exciting. It brings people to the game. The NHL, oh, when it's intermission time, I can't click off Hockey Night in Canada fast enough because it's the same boring shit every single time. And the funniest part about it, in again, in my opinion, when the women are on, it's more interesting to hear because it's a different viewpoint and they have personalities for the most part. Cassie Campbell, but I, I still think she does a good job, but that's, just, I think that's that we'll leave it at that. Cause we we've been on this for a bit <laughs> going into the weeds, but uh, yeah, anyway, let's, let's move on. Um, getting into some football, Brian Flores, Looks like he's suing the NFL, three teams, alleging racism in his hire, in hiring practices, borderline throwing away his career now. I don't know. I haven't seen the report, but people don't usually have much luck suing the NFL. It's usually not a winning uh, proposition, but it's going to be interesting to see what comes up in the next couple of days, that's for sure. That and the whole Colin Kaepernick dynamic of it. Oh yeah, the old boys owners club is not gonna. <laughs> he's gonna get secrets. for sure, which sucks. I just read that's... that uh, something where the Dolphins owner offered uh, Flores a hundred grand per loss in twenty nineteen. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> so the Dolphins the... say that again. Like, the Dolphins GM Dolphins offered him a hundred. No owner. The owner offered the coach a hundred grand per loss in 2019 to boost and, uh, draft he stock. Tank. He was yeah. trying to tank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Some real slime. That's almost the weird. Ownership that's, of that week. Yeah. that's <laughs> weird, eh? Like you'd almost think you shouldn't have to pay for that. It's like, <laughs> hey, we don't you should. Like, honestly, think about it. you own a team and your team's shit as it is. Yeah. And you want Dolphins won what like seven of the years. last games of the season, though? You think you'd have a GM who or a coach who's in line with you know what? We're just gonna be shit for the next couple of years. We don't really care about wins. Like that shouldn't be a thing. Is I think you have to pay a hundred thousand dollars for for them to lose. I get what they're saying. Like <laughs> these coaches are deliberately throwing interceptions and stuff like that. I yeah. get that. That's totally wrong. But yeah, 
I don't know. I think in that situation, you find a coach who's looking for an in into the NFL who's okay with losing for a couple of years, don't you? You're not going to find a player who's going to throw a game. No, never. Supposed to be no. the next closest. Yeah, um, just a bad game plan. You know, it's the GM's always going to try to put the best field on that they can. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's their job. So yeah, it's kind of kind of funny. This seems like a weird position to put yourself in as an owner, right? Like just. Yeah. Find the coach that's willing to lose for a couple of years if that's what you want to do as a team. There is a no shortage of dumb NFL owners. Like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> there's, yeah, like, there's way too much uh, pumping up of these billionaires. Like, oh, so a lot of them are smart, but a lot of them aren't. Like, the full stuff is kind of breaking as we just get in. Are you reading more of that right now, Brad? No. The Flores stuff? The Flores stuff, yeah. I didn't get any more of it, no. Wasn't that's there the word? Thing, like, with the billionaires, they always find a way to weasel their way out of uh, any predicaments they get themselves into. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the NFL is such a out. juggernaut that I'm 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 convinced there's nothing that that league can survive. Yeah. Like there's no like there's no controversy that could hit that league that would like be so catastrophic that it would like even like hurt it by half of what it is right now. Like it is just agreed. It's such a juggernaut. Like. Our players beat their wives. Well, let's just sweep that under the carpet because yeah. it's like no <laughs> yeah. one will pay attention in a week because they'll be playing football. Our yeah. players don't take vaccines. Only just lift that other corner of the rug and put that one under there. Yeah. Uh, our players like driving junk. Well, that other corner over there still isn't full. <laughs> like, and eventually the carpet just fills up and it's like, oh, let's just keep playing football. Yeah. It's, just what it is. It's, it's the only league in the world that has that luxury. Well, in North America, as far as I know. Yeah. Wasn't okay. The word so, of some some Bill Belichick text message. I'll tell you right now. I got it right in front of me. The lawsuit, which seeks class action status, claims the New York Giants violated the league's expansive guidelines covering inclusive hiring in picking their next head coach, and names the NFL, the Giants, the Broncos as defendants. Um, included in Flores's complaint are parent screenshots of text messages in which New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick informed Flores that the Giants had already chosen Brian DeBall to be their new on-field leader while Flores was preparing to meet with Giants general manager Joe, uh, Joe Schoen. Yikes. Wow. So it's just a sham interview, which is service. prohibited yeah. under the Rooney rule. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. And apparently it may have been a mistake from Belichick. I don't know about that. That uh, – I think Flores had asked, who, who do you think you're talking to in this text message thread? And he goes, oh, shoot. <laughs> Oops. So, like, because he congratulated him. And he's like, wait, congratulate me for what? I haven't done anything. I'm, uh-huh. I'm, meeting, I'm meeting with them. What do you What do you mean? So, that's brutal, <laughs> if that's the case. What are the chances that his career doesn't end up the way that uh, Kaepernick's did? Flores? Uh, yeah, he, it, he puts himself in a pretty tough spot. Kaepernick was a good enough quarterback to still quarterback a lot of teams in the NFL when he was blackballed. Like, he, Flor- like Flores is heavily rumored for more than a couple of those jobs okay. that are open. But I would think pursuing the league, the NFL teams kind of goes ownership. by the ways. Yeah, that would just yep. go by the wayside. You're kind of. You're, you're taking the stand aside enough for what's right, but I don't think you're going to, until the lawsuits are dropped, I don't think you're going to be getting a chance again, if, if again. 
I don't think Flores drops these lawsuits. I don't think this is about money with him. Right? Like, it's not about suing the league because I want money. Um, (laughs) If if that's the case, you're not coming out and saying your owner (laughs) told you to drop games for 100 grand a game. Yeah, it's not about that. It wouldn't be how you get money. No, (laughs) not in that instance. I mean, like, I think Flores understands that this is, this could, derail any career I have in the NFL. He, he was probably landing the job this off, like this offseason. Like there was a couple teams. Oh, I would think really, so. Really interested in him. Yeah, I it's would actually, think so. you know, like there's only one coach right now in the league of color, but almost every coach that's rumored to a team that's looking to hire someone right now is rumored to be hiring a guy a coach. So like that number could. I'm not saying that they don't have issues, but I think there'll be more than one black head coach in the league next year is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. But in, in a league that is 70% and, predominantly yeah. black, one NFL oh, yeah, coach is black is oh, ridiculous. Yeah, they, they still got a long ways to go, but I think <laughs> Eric Danaby is going to end up somewhere, which I think for sure is a head coach somewhere this next season. And on this going on for three years. Where yeah, I think for a while. Could, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was like, oh, go ahead, Brad. I was just going to say, is this just a massive coincidence or a strategically timed move by by Flores there? The lawsuit drops on the same day as like the the first day of Black History Month, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's got to be, that's got to be, it depends on when those text messages kind of came out, if they're true, right? Because if I'm Flores and I'm in that process, I'm excited about it. Uh, and then I get a text message saying that, oh, DeBall is going to be the head coach. I would be shook and pissed. Like, why are you meeting with me then if you're announcing that shit? Right. Oh. And then and then that whole outing the system and how unfair it is to people of color to be considered for positions, whether it's an assistant coach, head coach, whatever the case may be. I, I'd be, okay, time to time to make an example of. Because how yeah. long how long do you sit back and keep taking that shit? So, which yeah. brings me to a TV show that I started watching, Colin in Black or White, which is narrated in like by Colin Kaepernick, and it's kind of his life growing up um, as a young QB making the decision on whether he wants to be a QB or a baseball, dealing with racism and like great show. It's on Netflix. Highly recommend to check it out. There are some really hard parts to watch just due, just due to the overwhelming racism that Colin Kaepernick had to deal with, especially for a kid who didn't understand racism because he grew up with white parents. It's, I'll have to check that out at Eden News Show to watch now. So. Yeah, it's an interesting show. Highly recommended. Yeah. Kind of sheds a little bit of a light because he talks about some of those racist practices, not ra- okay, racist is the wrong word. Some of those prejudice practices in the NFL when it comes to head coaches, when it comes to quarterbacks in the league. Again, 70% predominantly black league. There's what three? How many, how many black quarterbacks that were superstars that were effective as quarterbacks? Can you name? Mm-hmm. That's definitely increased big time in the last within the last Wait, few years. Lots. Uh, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. Um, so 10, 10 years within the last. No, there's, there's more. I'm just going to think. How many black quarterbacks are 
starting quarterbacks in the NFL now. Well, all those. Um, right. And then J- Jalen Hurts, uh, Justin Fields, uh, those four. Um, left which, or uh, not left which. Uh, <laughs> left which. <laughs> Please don't make him a quarterback anymore. <laughs> Um, he's been he's been one of the people playing for the, the coaching Saints, jobs. Saints, yes, Saints quarterback got hurt right at the uh, end of the season. Winston, yeah, um, Winston, yeah. yeah, the wacky waving inflatable tube man. <laughs> the, the football pad class I listened to the guy called you. Mac because that's how his throwing motion. He looks like just a floppy disc. Yeah. That's funny. I bet you the quarterback position wouldn't be too far off fifty percent if we had the list in front of us. Fifty percent wouldn't be too. I said too far off. But that's like, strong. It like you can tell that that's is that that, that's that's something that takes so long to change. Yes, societally, societally, because that starts like more black people are finally being funneled into quarterback as before it was just like weren't even given a chance. No, nope, like, you're correct in, in minor football. Yeah, absolutely correct. Absolutely the, correct. The Bears actually hired their their coaches black, but their GM is GM is yeah, polls. Yeah. 30, and he's, he's like 36 years old and he's a former undrafted free agent. Yeah, played for the Bears the too. Bears. But isn't like the quarterback kind of the white guy can't jump? Like, what are the white guy gonna do if we can't be quarterback who just stands in the pocket? We can't run <laughs> and keep up with the wide receivers and the <laughs> that's funny they're all playing hockey white guys um <laughs> keeping on the bears mike what do you think of some of their hires okay polls i like uh Eberflus. i think i said this last week or the week before i depends on the Colts had, yeah the Colts, well the colts had a good defense this year yeah. and I, at the end of the day, I really don't know if they're good hires or not. I, I know who all I know is people that wouldn't be good hires, and yeah, they're not in that category. <laughs> so I'm happy enough. Um, the offensive coordinator position was uh filled. Luke Getze from Green Bay takes over, yeah, we, we have to like that. Yeah, yeah, talking about building the offense around Justin Fields is exactly what we want to hear. Uh, and yep. that they are going to rule the division and not give it back. <laughs> All right. It's big, it's big words. It's big words, but I like it. I like it. Come on and tell me that shit. I don't care. We've had years. Step one, of- get, Aaron, get Aaron Rodgers to leave the division. Yeah, we got to get him out. <laughs> Go to T-Bay, Aaron Rodgers. That's step one. Yeah. Then it can happen. I'm interested to see. Thanks for the laugh, David. That's not me saying it. That's them. That's them. Like hey, they said, won the. Di- they have won oh, the division a couple I know times in here. Yeah. Still, I love the. I love the confidence. That's from polls, and I love it. I I want more of it because you can't build a winning franchise, a winning culture, without having a winning mentality. So. I'm all for it. <laughs> uh, let's get into some hockey. Not a whole lot to talk about. The NHL season trudges along. The Jets are struggling like crazy. Kev, I'm sure you're all over sheet. this. Okay, so how Absolute much is this? Sheet. How much is this on Kevin Chevaldeo? Because the coaching change happened, and At it wasn't so certain, much a coaching change. It was Paul Maurice 
<laughs> seeing the writing on the wall and getting the fuck out. At a certain point, it's the only way you can look, I think, isn't it? Like, they've made enough changes everywhere. Like, they've made changes elsewhere, you know, to their coach, the couple coaches now he's hired. Like, I don't know. You're going to either look at Shovel Day off or you're going to look at fundamentally changing that whole entire team if they can't turn things around. I think at this point, I mean, Shifley would be your probably your starting point to where you're looking to change the dynamic aspect of that team, I think. I agree. At this point, I don't know. They got to turn things around quick, I think. So does Shifley... Mike, Mike, your mom is uh, out on Facebook saying uh, Trey Hellebuck. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She's she's the classic... She's the classic uh, sports man, quote, unquote, that, like, the backup goalie and the backup quarterback are always the most popular. Always better. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're always better. <laughs> I was actually talking to her today, and I'm like, Mom, there might be a reason the guy was drafted, like, seven years ago and has played how many games in the NHL? <laughs> <laughs> Could be a reason for that. Might, might be a reason why he won the Vesna a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's. I, I think it's. I think they're at that point. If they if they fail miserably to make the playoffs this year, I think you have to Overall. look at at some 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 form of major change. I, Does Shevelde get? To I think it's insanity. A fourth coach. Keeps, no, most 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 GMs only get to make two. Yeah. Calgary's says hi. <laughs> <laughs> Montreal says it as well. Yeah. No, and, I mean, like, typically, you'll, like as a GM, you'll typically get whoever you get when you walk in the door. Yes. And then you'll get one fire for sure, and usually a second. I don't think that first fire, like in Montreal's case, with Dominic Ducharme and Kent Hughes now as the GM, and and, and of course uh, Jeff Gordon as president of Hockey Ops. I don't think them letting go of Ducharme at the end of the year counts as a fire. No, it's not held against you because that's not your garbage. That exactly. You're up. That's, that's not your yeah. mess that you're, yes. you're fixing. So that's usually not held against. Unless you're adamant, unless you're one, unless you come in adamant that you're that your guy, that's the right guy. Just yes. With them, then yeah, I agree. Obviously, but and Paul Maurice, you got to consider a good hire. Anybody that oh, I was yeah. is that long tenure? Yeah. Paul Maurice is such a mirage. Noel, not so much. Noel was <laughs> Noel was like that epitome of oh, True North is being loyal to their employees because he came from the Moose. Oh yeah, and people were like, why? <laughs> like, we start your franchise off on the right foot here. What are you doing? <laughs> and I don't think Chevaldeoff. I don't know if that was necessarily a Chevaldeoff hire. Is more of a Mark Chipman thing, but. Who knows at that point? But this would be, yeah, this would be number four for Shevel Day off if they name another coach. Well, he's, been, he's been brutal. Yeah, he's promised. They promised him this season, but I, I don't know if he Your season's I, he, on the cusp. <laughs> Mike, I don't know what you think, but I don't think he's already shown enough to no. say that that job is by any means, like, you know, even close to guaranteed to him next year at all. They're a mess. Yeah, their defense is just all over the place. Um, Shifley looks like he's—I don't know—it's almost like he's trying too much, but doesn't look like he's trying enough. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, you know what drives me kind of crazy is someone who's lives in Manitoba and listens to the rhetoric of the fan base here. 
we almost drove Patrick Liney out of this province, right? No, we 100% drove this like Patrick Liney out of the province. And if you listen to like all the complaints that people in Manitoba had about Patrick Liney's game, if you just substituted the numbers and you just put 55 and like put Liney's <laughs> name on the back of the jersey, yes, you would have no you. The only thing you would notice is huh, Patrick Liney's shot isn't as good as it used to be. That's all, the only difference <laughs> or, here because defensively, yeah. Shifley is absolutely no better and puts no more effort into his defensive game than yeah. Liney does on the ice. And that is worse because Shifley is a center, Liney is a right wing. Defense doesn't need to come first with, with Liney. So that whole mentality of let's make Liney <laughs> a defensive player, play him third and fourth line minutes to get him to play defense better was such a misuse of talent from Paul Maurice on the Winnipeg Jets. Like, let that man score 45 goals. Let him. He doesn't get back-to-back check. That's what I guess Shifley is supposed to be there for. <laughs> Shifley doesn't do that. No, he does not. No, but he gets the benefit of the doubt on pretty much everything. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. And from everyone, like fans, management, because he was Doc like, well, like, like he's been, yeah, I think it's part of it. Like he's it been is. called out like once or twice in his career for his lazy efforts on the ice, and like he should first probably draft. be called out. Like first draft pick puts up points per game. Like I'm usually more disgusted with what I see out of Shifley than I'm impressed with him on defensively. Oh, big season. time! Yes, big time. And it's because he just doesn't play defense. Like it is well, literal it, controller disconnect. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Um, how about the Arizona Coyotes? <laughs> Have you heard the latest out of them? Yeah, they moved into like a five thousand seat arena for the rest of the season because they can't, they don't oh. want to pay that deal or whatever it is. Okay, so Isn't no, they will play. Up? What's that? Their yeah, lease is up, or their whatever lease is it is. Up. Yeah. It, okay. They will play out in where whatever the arena is called now in Arizona. Yes, you. Uh, no, that's where they're going. Arizona State University. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. That's where they're going to go. Five thousand seat arena. Um, the the report says three to four years. <laughs> uh, and then the best is I don't like talking about spitting chicklets too much, but. They had something pretty funny to say that that at least they can work on building uh, their fan base. (laughs) (laughs) And that's coming from that's coming from Biz Nasty, who's an Arizona guy. That team will be in Houston in the next couple of years. Oh god! If it isn't, it's. I know that the people of Quebec don't like to hear that, but I I can't go to Quebec. It's Houston is just gonna. It just makes so much sense. It's, just, yes. you know, it's a short little jaunt over down, you know, a couple states down, and it has bigger TV market. Rivalry, fourth yep. biggest sports market in the United States. Like it just makes total sense for that. 100 That happened as far as I'm concerned. Is that Gary Bettman's last move as a commissioner in the NHL? No. You don't think so? Because he's no. in his he's in his 70s now. I think He'll, I I I think I remember him saying this year, if not, if I'm not mistaken, that he ain't going nowhere. You're not getting rid of me anytime soon. What a, what a mess. <laughs> what a mess. And I love how, like, people will defend him by saying, well, he's built revenues up and all that. Kind of. I'm like, how, how can you not? It was, like, Brad 
I'm not even kidding. And this is not an insult to Brad. Brad could have built those revenues up. <laughs> like anybody could have it just the basis of the game. You build it up, especially with the expansion of what went on in the NBA, MLB and, and football. Like it just had to, it's still by far number, number four is a stretch. I honestly think MLS number four. Has, has overtaken it. Well, he's it's, for some reason, they always talk big four, but as far as like it's anything not, that matters, like not even close. talking viewership, sponsorship dollars, those things, yeah, it's MLS goes has overtaken it. Uh, uh NASCAR's probably been there for a while, especially in the States. Oh, yeah, but I think like, they keep NASCAR separate from them because I think when they talk like in these terms, I think like they team talk, sports. I think that, yeah, I think they talk team sports like NASCAR. I think they. Yeah. I think they leave that on its own because I think NASCAR would kill probably like would because it's not really a sport. Well, okay, that's a, that's <laughs> a very good debate for, for sure. Um, <laughs> it would definitely kill hockey and revenue. Would it beat any of the other like would beat baseball or would? Um, okay, so or oh, would it? No, this it's is just like, you get into those other sports and they have international money. That's being yes. huge for them. uh 10 most profitable sports leagues in the world. This is according to Sports Unfold, and it's from 2021. Um, Give me a sec to get to the list because it's a big, long. Oh, they're going from 10. Okay. Uh, Number one is the NFL by far. Not even close. I think we all know that. This is 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 worldwide. Yeah, this is no, this is worldwide. National Football League is number one at 16 billion in revenue. Oh, yeah. Major League Baseball is number two. Um, and that makes sense because baseball is a global sport. Uh, number three is National Basketball Association. Estimate $8 billion in revenue every year. Number four is the Indian Premier League. Cricket. Uh, yep, cricket. Number five is the English Premier League. And number six is the NHL, which is actually pretty surprising. That yeah, a lot. Actually, shocking that list. Yeah, I, I know. Like, I I don't understand how it can be. I wouldn't have been shocked with NFL being number one, but I'm shocked with Premier League being any lower than like two or three. Yeah, it's I, got I, a handful of huge franchises, but it's also got a, a few, a that couple are, small ones. Yeah, that ones. are like nothing compared to a NFL franchise or a, even any. North American. That's interesting. Yeah. It is. Those, uh, you'd have what website is it? Sometimes those lists tend to dodgy. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, I wonder, oh, I, I wonder about this. Now, it talks about the popularity of the sport. It's not popular in the US. So I don't know where they're getting that kind of information from. Um, in 2019, the NHL reported it had made over five billion in revenue. Yeah, I Went wonder. Still. I wonder is it because the, the the merch and ticket sales, right? Like it's a ticket driven league, is so much more expensive than basketball and baseball, mm-hmm. and even the merch. Like, if you what is it sixth on the list? Sixth on the list, yeah. Like, I can't imagine merchandise in the Premier League is that expensive, right? Like, what's it to buy? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, it I, would be. <laughs> you think so? Oh, yeah. To buy a jersey for sure. your favorite franchise would be, you think it's more expensive than the $300 I have to spend to buy an NHL jersey? Mm, it would be somewhat close. My All Blacks, I've got a New Zealand uh, All Blacks, like, it's almost more like a golf shirt, but it's Great. thick and it's an yeah. actual jersey. That was 150 bucks like 20 years ago. Wow. I'm surprised by that. Yeah, I was not I noted the, for a second that all their merch is crazy money. Like like cheap jerseys, and I don't mean like the knockoffs, but like the cheaper brand of jersey that you buy for the NHL is what, Brad? 100 and, 150, 190 bucks? The, the, okay. I haven't bought one in ages. You're talking like if you go to the jet store, the like the jersey that everyone would be buying. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. That's like one. I think they're one forty nine now. Okay, so and then like if you're buying the top end, it's three hundred minimum. Yeah, they're over three hundred. Yeah, yeah. double. Uh, the NBA jerseys, top end like the um, hard hardwood classics ones. Those are I think like eighty nine. No, those like the hardwood classic ones, which would be. Um, uh, What's the brand? I forget. Those would be a little more expensive. Those are like a hundred and something, hundred and fifty, and those are like the, the high end, expensive ones. Like the regular jerseys are like eighty something. Yeah, was just that's what I thought. Yeah, it was be yeah. Eight this year on the rack, typical go to watch a yes. Raptors game and buy jerseys. Yeah, eighty ninety. Yeah, oh, exactly. Says, got no damn sleeves on those things. Um. Okay. So, yeah, it's interesting to look at and see that from that end. Um, Ottawa Senators talk about how they're proud of uh, a sellout of only 500 people. <laughs> Ottawa's or Ontario's COVID laws, I guess. Oh, well, is that what it's? Yeah, that's what it's capped at. Yeah. Well, we're, we're what, 250 here at Jets games right now? <laughs> yeah, which is. What's the point? Let's yeah. just do zero, you know. It, at best, I think it enables them to maybe try to just make a few season tickets holders who are really getting pissy about not seeing games go to a game. Like, that's yeah. probably all they're and it's funny. doing. And it's yeah. funny. They know. Why not? Have some fun at your own expense. That's I wonder what they do. I haven't talked to anyone that's actually been to one of these 250s because actually if I was the Jets, I probably would be looking at this as an opportunity to try to make good with some of those people, right? Because yeah, like you really think about it, how often are the Jets going to be in a situation where they could actually personalize a game experience to the people that are in that building? Yeah. And if these are disgruntled season ticket holders who aren't happy about what's happened over the last couple of years, here you have a chance where you could like be kind of, you know, making this experience a little more special and a little more like remember you know like a big experience for them if they put a little effort into that and i don't know kind of interesting if they that's a good point actually i would have said screw you you had your chance when we looked at going to saskatoon <laughs> fair point yeah. <laughs> i guess that's true <laughs> uh anything else we need to talk sports related before we jump into stump the chump Am I missing anything? Anything big? Oh, probably everything, because we really didn't even yeah. talk about anything sports-related. This or relevant <laughs> this week. That's true. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, well, let's get into something yeah. to jump. We got uh, our two-time champion, Brad Carlson, taking on 
Kevin Schwartz looking to redeem himself. The rematch. Got the belt here. Let's see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was, he was just highlighting the gut there. Loren is, Loren is, <laughs> is like, she's shining it right now. Clearly, yeah. Oh, did you guys hear about the Nature Boy? What, yeah, he went divorce. Uh, yeah. divorce is coming, yeah. yeah. Number five. Sounds like, and Kev, you'd know more about this than anybody. Sounds like he cheated on his wife. I don't know if I don't. I read somewhere. I don't pay too much attention. It's social I try media. Not to dig too deep in when he gets into crap like that. It's really that he's got twenty-five-year-old on the side. He is the nature boy, after all. That's how he broke up with every other one. Space Mountain, tallest ride, longest line. <laughs> yeah, guy, he's got a. He's gonna live that gimmick till the day he dies. I guess. There we go. All right, Mike, take her away. All right. Uh, Demon, which set of questions do you want? Not me, not me, Kevin, uh, Brad. Oh, it's yeah. Kevin, Brad. Yeah, oh. I lost last yeah. week. Yeah. So, Kevin, which set? Uh, give me set number two. Okay. Mm. I'll go first. Yeah, Brad's taking champions. Okay. Okay. I'm good. Uh... Question number one. This is your Star Trek question, and it's multiple choice. What Star Trek character has the most screen time total? Is it? I want a shot at this. Is it Spock? Is it Jean-Luc Picard? Or is it Lieutenant Commander Worf? Oof. <laughs> most most total hours of screen. Okay, poker, poker, poker. Uh, Jean Luc Picard. Incorrect. It's Lieutenant Worf. Yes, because he was on Deep Space Nine yep. and Star Trek: The Next oh, Generation, okay. oh. and the movies too. That's huge. Yeah, I am not a Trekkie whatsoever. So <laughs> that was a one out of three chance. Okay, question number two. Uh, baseball. What uh, wacky named U.S. military colonel is said to have invented baseball? It's very dicey. He, he didn't really, but he's recognized as the inventor of baseball. And he's got like a wacky old time. <laughs> <laughs> the look on Are people right supposed to know that? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's a pretty oh, yeah, well-known yeah. guy. Brad, this is Stump the Chump, brother. The inventor of baseball. Yeah. So this, he he's credited kind of as it because they in the early 1900s they did a uh, they did a oh, they wanted God. to figure out who invented baseball, so they went out and like did it. This they study. traced history. Yeah, and it and yeah, it turned you know out to be like I really shouldn't oh, be that study, but they they said that it was after or sorry that it was someone. Oh my god, that's great. He says it's a fairly well known name, so I'm gonna leave the door open that maybe I've heard the name, but I have no idea who it's be. I think I think Mike's out to lunch on this question. I love it. I love the question, but I don't think anybody knows this. Oh yeah. Is it uh Rizzuto? <laughs> no. Okay, wait. Cap- 
Abner Doubleday. Yeah. Colonel Abner Doubleday. Okay. He didn't really invent it, but that's what he's always been credited as. Jesus. I think I made the right right choice. Uh, Oh my God. I'm crying. That question's amazing. Abner Doubleday. Okay. Oh, I Last hope the category. next category is like AWA wrestling form. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> name. Wrestling. There's there's two Asian golfers that are tied for most wins with eight on the PJ Tour. Name one of them. Uh, Matsuyama. Matsuyama's correct. The other one was KJ Choi. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. Yeah. One underrated. It's underrated open. career KJ Choi. Hey, what? Sorry. Underrated career KJ Choi. Yeah, it's a name you don't really hear about too much. No. Yeah. All right. So one Brad's for championship is in is in doubt. Yeah. Okay, Kevin. Question number one. Where's my third? Oh, never mind. Question number one. What Home Alone actor? was also played the adult voice of Kevin on Wonder Years. He was like the narrating voice on Wonder Years and he was also in the film Home Alone. Oh. It's, I, I, I'll never, I, I, I'm absolutely horrible with actors and actresses' names, so I'll never come up with it. But so you won't give me credit for it. But I think it's, it's the dad from Home Alone, right? It's no, it's not. It's actually no, no it's actually Daniel Stern, who is the uh, not Joe Pesci, but the other burglar. Ooh. I thought it would be the dad. I yeah. knew the voice. I could hear. I could hear the voice of one of yours in my head. I was just trying to. Yeah, I love that show. I googled the question. And Don Cheadle came up because he's the narrator of the 2021 version of Wonder Years. Oh, I was like, yeah. I'm like, I don't remember Don Cheadle being in Wonder Years. I haven't Wonder heard of any Wonder. reports on that show, good or not, or what. I haven't heard anything either. <laughs> okay. That's a great question. Daniel Stern. Yeah. All right. Question number two is CFL. What team has won the most great cups? Mm-hmm. I do know this one. Is it the Argos? The Argos is correct. Yeah. Whoa. Big diaper. Brad <laughs> needed that Pressure. one to not I be wasn't correct. Totally sure on that one. I, 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 who's I made the most? Who's made the most Great Cup appearances? The Bombers, haven't they? Correct. Yeah. 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 And I and. The Eskimos have won the most since the CFL has been a thing. It's actually but the Argonauts. Elks. Or, yeah, or sorry, the right? <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> that was my other. Yeah, that's that was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, we're the win and to regain the title. Uh, Tom Brady retired and then unretired and then retired again this week. <laughs> uh, what university did he go to? Oh, that's that's I an know. easy one. Yeah. Not for me. Oh no! Let's go OT on this. I gotta get OT push. 
Incredible. Ooh. I have no idea, so I'm just going to say Auburn. Oh, no, Michigan. Michigan? Correct, yeah, University of Michigan. Yeah, I don't pay attention to any college football whatsoever. <laughs> Tom Brady was also drafted by the Montreal Expos. I knew that he was. I knew he was double still yeah. drafted. Okay, tiebreaker. I'll text you, Damon. Okay. My phone's dead, so that won't work for me. But yeah, but usually he writes his down, I think. I'll write it down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, give me the career winning percentage for Matt Ryan, quarterback. Of the <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> career winning percentage of Matt Ryan, like regular yeah, like, season. Oh, man, yeah. man, fuck you. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Here, uh, can I'm I ask? Not... Can I ask for one help on this? Sure. How many seasons does he have? Has he played? Um, Since 2008. So 14 you. years? Yeah. Okay. Two, it's two, 222 games. Okay. Very durable. I'll give him that. That's true. Yeah. Hey, Damon, I sent you my answer. Yeah, I got, I got your answer. Yep. My pen is dead. <laughs> oh no. I'm I'm locked in here. Yeah. I have his answer. <laughs> what a tiebreaker question. <laughs> Mike just a big middle finger to me. <laughs> yeah. I had it ready last week. Didn't need it. Okay, I got a number in down. Alright. <clears throat> Five eighty. Five eighty. Oh my goodness, this is uh this is gonna be close. Brad is right. five ten. Uh, Brad, Brad wins. It's 541. Yeah. You won by eight eight points. So I had 41 and you had 39 difference. (laughs) No, Matt Ryan's winning percentage is 545, Mike. Uh, Mine says 541. Are you you taking into account, uh, like, their, um, um, Regular season, regular season and playoffs. Uh, maybe that's what this is. This is okay. the one I Google. Regular it's season, the, it is still the same result. Yeah, regular season is five forty one. So that's that. Yeah, is, there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was that's what I said. Regular season. That's yeah. all I thought we were doing there. Yeah. There you go, Brad. Back to oh, Brad. Another. Another epic, epic overtime between me and Brad. I would have, I would have shit a brick if we would have tied that one again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I had to think about. I couldn't, I couldn't announce for a second. I had to think about it. (laughs) Quit math, quit math ahead. Wow, there you go. Congrats, Brad. Another championship under his his notch. We should keep track of these. Yeah, we never do. Starting now. Go back into the archives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, again, we'll you can check that out. For the listens in each episode. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Fun episode, boys. Uh, thanks for listening to the High and White podcast. Um, next week, we'll try and keep it more uh, sports related. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no guarantees. No guarantees on that, yeah. though. Depends on what craziness happens this upcoming week, I guess. Eh? 
Yeah, no doubt. Brad, where can we find you on the uh, socials? I'm at bcarl607 on the Twitter machine and Instagram. Big Kev? Uh, Big Kev HW Fantasy on Twitter. And Mr. McCulloch? Buddyman222 on Instagram. Beauty. You can find me, DSO67. That's on Instagram and on Twitter. And, of course, uh, at the the High MY Podcast. That is also on Instagram and Twitter. And leave us questions if you want us to talk about a certain subject. Whatever the case may be, you can can always reach out on socials to throw us questions. We'd love to answer them. But that's it for us this week, boys. We'll see you again right here next week on the High MY Podcast. Peace out. Peace. Peace out, gentlemen. Later.